0: This is Brother Meder, and I felt an urgency uh, to come to you today and talk to you about what the Lord spoke into my spirit. It was sometime around 9:30 or 10 o'clock this morning. I was meditating, and the voice of the Lord—I heard it, just plain as I'm talking to you. I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me, and He said, "Is there not a cause?" Now, there's no doubt that our nation is in a crisis. You know, we just are now coming out of this plague, and now all this uh, spirit of hatred and division has risen in the earth, and it's nothing but a spirit that's raised its head to keep the Spirit of God from moving forward with what God started in His people during this pandemic. In, In March the 22nd, the Lord spoke to me about this pandemic. Everybody was... Getting together and praying for this thing to be cursed and the Lord to move it. The Lord spoke to me. He said, I sent it. He said, I'm not going to move it until I get through with it. And people get together and pray and curse and call on the name of the Lord all they want to. He said, But what they need to be praying is to come together in unity and for me to bring the body of Christ together. And the Lord told me, He said, I've stood the world still. And to bring my body together all over the world, I'm bringing my body together, and everybody was quoting Second Chronicles seven fourteen and getting people to repent. I said that's good. People need to repent. I said, but that's not what this is for. And everybody hollering the judgments of God and Jesus was coming, and the Lord told me, I said this is chastening, this is correction. And he said, but if this don't get their attention, he said I'll do something else. And I believe what is happening now is because. People did not seriously, as a whole, get in and seek God. And it's opened the door to the devil. And the devil stuck his head up and brought in a spirit of hatred and division and confusion. Because when you have this kind of spirit going on in a nation, you cannot have revival. You cannot get people's minds pulled together. They're walking in fear and anxiety and upsetness. And it's time to hear what the voice of the Lord said. And that's one thing for 48 years I've I've learned to trust. That's that voice of the Lord when it speaks to me. When that voice speaks to me and I know it's God, I don't care what everybody else is doing, I don't care what everybody else is saying, I will stand on the word of the Lord. I will stand and defy anything and everything that comes against. The working of this Word in the Spirit of God. Because I know it's right. I know it doesn't fail. And I know it's what people need if they'll listen to bring them out of trouble. But uh, I want to go to Psalms 46. This is something that the Lord uh, put in my spirit. And I'm telling you, this is not a time to jump and run. This is not a time to start uh prophesying Second Chronicles 7.14 again. This is not a time for everybody to start hollering repentance. You're supposed to repent in the last 60 days. So if you've repented in the last 60 days, then this ain't a time to start hollering repentance. And if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. This is a time to be still and seek the Lord. It's a time to stand still and ask God direction, ask Him wisdom and understanding and get direction before you jump and do something. So from Psalms 46, and I'm going to go to verse 8, he says, Come, behold the work of the Lord, what desolations He hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariots in fire. Be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the heathen, and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. I want you to know one thing. I don't care what's going on in the earth. I don't uh, care how crazy it is, how crucial it is, what the chaos is. I'm telling you, the Lord of hosts is with His people. And if we'll do what God's telling us, and we'll be still in prayer and wait on leadership. This is what your leaders ought to be telling you. This is what your pastors and your ministers ought to be telling you. They ought to be telling you what the mind and will of God is. But so many people, after teaching all these years on strategy, on prayer, on battle plans, on warfare, I've taught on it, my wife's taught on it. Uh, Brother Michael Harris, our pastor in our church in Alabama and his wife, they've taught on it. We, we've done books and studies on it, got people to get in and study warfare, study strategy, study how to pray, how to focus in prayer. And it's still like people are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. But if you'll hearken unto what that voice of the Lord spoke into me today, and you'll be still right now, just be still. Don't be uh, hollering for everybody to repent. Don't be hollering at people which are called by my name. That's not what God's doing now. God is bringing His people to a standstill so they can gain a strategy and learn to focus in prayer and seek the face of God for what needs to be targeted in prayer. If y'all would ever learn that when things come against you, if you target them in prayer, if you get a strategy from the Lord, let the Spirit of God teach you warfare, let him give you a battle plan, and then you implement that battle plan, and you let the Spirit of God lead you into battle. You wouldn't fight some of these battles. You fight for years and years and years on end. But it's learning the difference between emotion, anxiety, and fear, and learning to be led by the Spirit of God. And Right now, people, are, they're, they're, they're in emotion. When everybody starts hollering and repent, when everybody starts... Saying how bad America is and how bad God's people. Well, what have y'all done for the last 60 days is what I want to know. What have y'all done since March when God began to shut this nation down and told you to come aside 30 days in intense prayer and seek the face of God? Well, Well, what have we been doing? We're going to have to keep repenting? Somebody told me one time, said you keep repenting of something, you ain't got no victory over it. So you got to make up your mind whether you got victory in Jesus whether you're listening to the voice of the Lord or whether you're just moving in emotion and anxiety and fear. Uh, your heart's being pulled in different directions. You need to learn to be still uh, and listen to ministers that know the voice of the Lord. And I'm sorry to say they're few and far between. Because everybody just wants to get caught up in emotion and religion. Uh, I'm not a person who gets caught up in emotion and religion. And I've waited on the voice, this voice of the Lord. I learned it probably two or three years into uh, my ministry and my calling. And I've learned to walk with it. I've learned to listen to it. I've learned to abide by it. And I can tell you this in 40 plus years, it's never failed me. It's never failed me, but it's always taught me to walk in the right direction. And what the saints of God need to do right now, and what the ministers need to do, you need to gather your people together. You need to bring them together in corporate prayer and you need to know how to lead them in prayer and teach them to pray, teach them how to focus in prayer and target what's going on in our nation. That's exactly what you need to do. And the Lord gave me this in Acts, uh, the 12th chapter, that's where I'm going right now. I'm going to the 12th chapter of Acts and I'm going to start at the third verse. Uh, I'll just start at verse 1 give you a full understanding of what God's doing. And about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James the brother of John with a sword. Because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. And these were the days of unleavened bread, right where we are today. Uh, we come through unleavened bread, they say today is Pentecost. Uh, and I think everybody's expecting some kind of great outpouring. Well, we need an outpouring, all right, but we don't need just a tongue-talking outpouring. We need something that's going to bring forth men like Peter and Paul. We need somebody that's going to stand up like Peter did and like Paul did and say, I didn't come to you with uh, enticing words of men's wisdom in my speech. And my preaching weren't in enticing words, but it was in trembling and fear. And I came to you in the demonstration of the Spirit And of the power of God that your faith might not stand in the wisdom of men, but it might stand in the power of God. We need our faith returned back to the power of God. We need men to go into their prayer chambers and seek the face of God and wait and listen for that voice of God and come out. Uh, in the power of the Spirit, like God told us on April the twenty third. God ain't changed his mind. God is just trying to get people to hearten his voice. And I'm telling you, because people didn't listen and people ignored the word of the Lord. The enemy has got in and people opened the door to him. They've opened the door to him through backbiting, confusion, division, not listening, rebellion. They've opened the door to the enemy and he's come in. And the spirit of hatred that God had put down in our nation, the spirit of division and confusion that got put down two or three years ago, and we hadn't had this in our nation for several years now, the enemy's got in and he's stirred this thing back up and it's time for God to get a hold of the hearts of his people and his people to be still and listen so, uh and because he saw that it pleased the Jews, I'm in verse 3 of Acts 12. He proceeded further to take Peter also, and these were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four cohorts of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. So they put Peter in between four soldiers and locked him in chains with every one of them. Had him chained to four men, and Peter just went out once and laid down one sleep. He wasn't worried about it. And so in verse five, it said, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And this is exactly what ministers need to do, they need to gather their congregations together. I don't care if you're in a church, home prayer meeting, what you're doing. You need to call people together and say it's time to go to corporate prayer. It's time to set a time for prayer, whether you go to the church, whether you gather in a house, whether you pray individually. It's time to set a time for prayer. Uh, might be a couple of times a day if you can't pray in the evening, pray in the morning. But it's time to target this spirit that has stood up in our nation and call on the name of the Lord to put this thing down. It ain't time for one or two preachers to pray. It's time for the body of Christ uh, to get on their knees uh, and to come together and pray without ceasing for God to bring deliverance. You see what that word says in in verse 5? Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church uh, unto God for him. Because Peter was facing death. Herod was going to put him to death. He meant to put him to death. The devil means to stop what God started in this pandemic. It's the devil's put a death sentence on the move of God that God raised up in this pandemic, he called us aside into 30 days of intense prayer. Now people's souls is being stirred. The Word of God's being opened to them. The working of the Holy Ghost is stirring up people's hearts and minds and lives. And you think the devil's going to sit back and let y'all waltz right into the kingdom and possess this power of the Spirit? No, sir. He stuck his head up, and the only thing's going to stop him is prayer. The only thing's going to stop him is people coming together to seek the face of God. Because he, he stood up just like a Goliath. That's exactly what he's done. He's raised his head. He's challenging God's people. And God's people, here they are. Here they go again. Anxiety, fear, and scared to death. Scared to death. Don't know what to do. And, and when if you don't have some direction to pray, if you don't have some direction to teach you how to be still and get the mind of God, every of your prayer is going to be in chaos and confusion. You're just going to jump and run. You're just going to start praying. And your prayer is going to be all over the place. Learn to target and focus in prayer what you need God to do. If some way you would learn to focus and you would learn to target things in prayer and get a strategy before you just go off in every different direction and let the devil get you in confusion and upsetness, learn to be still and know that he's God. This is not Brother matter This is the voice of the Lord that spoken to me this morning to get you to be still. And y'all heard me say this for two or three years now. Be still. Be still. Get yourself still. It ain't getting your body still. It's getting your mind still. Get your spirit still that you can hear the voice of the Lord. So I'm going to go over here to uh first Samuel, seventeenth chapter. And I'm going to start at the 26th verse. This is exactly where we're at today. We're facing Goliath. 26th verse of 1 Samuel 17. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him this manner, saying, So shall be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab, or Eliab, his eldest brother heard when he spoke unto the men. And Eliab answered, or anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride, the naughtiness of thy heart for thou art come down, that thou might see the battle. And David said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? That's what I put before you today. Looking at our nation, what we've just come out of this pandemic. Still having to deal with things in this pandemic. Now there's different factions that have stood up trying to keep the churches closed. And, And now here we are facing all this hatred and division and uh, can't get out and move around, and major cities are being attacked. This is all organized by the enemy. I remember back in, uh, I think it was 2012 or 2013, the Lord took me out in a vision. I saw like a hub, like a, a, a body in the middle of our country, and I saw tentacles or long legs. Be almost like a granddaddy long legs reaching in all the major cities of our country. And the Lord told me terrorism was organizing and, and it's going to hit cities all at one time. It's going to cause disruption in them. And that's exactly what happened right here. I thought it would be, uh, foreign terrorism, but this is domestic terrorism and it's meant to tear down our infrastructure. It's meant to keep our economy from recovering. It's meant to keep our nation tore up and try to fold our election into confusion and upsetness. And we have got to target this thing in prayer. We have got to look at this thing like David did when he seen this giant standing up. Something rose up in David. He probably wasn't about... 15, 16 years old. At that time, something rose up in him and his brother started scolding him because his older brother was a soldier in Saul's army and David went out there to visit him by the direction of their father but I'm going to tell you something, he might have went in his father's direction but his steps was ordered by the Lord. And when that giant stood up and started to find the army, something stood up in David and he started asking around, saying, who is this uncircumcised for this thing that he should defy the armies of the living God and Eliab started scolding. He said, look man, what have I done? He said, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause today? Together together in prayer. Together together in one mind. Together together and seek the face of God. Get a strategy. Get a, get a battle plan. Get a, a focus on what needs to be done. You don't need, you don't need to be praying all this other stuff. You need to be focusing God. Shut this enemy up. Take this enemy down. Get this enemy out of the, off the scene. These people need to be hunted down. They need to be arrested. They need to be moved out of our nation so they can't keep doing this stuff. And we need to focus in prayer and do exactly what David said. And David said, Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? And it stirred David up with that Goliath. And it made him mad because David feared God. He said, Who is he? Who is he that he would defy the armies of the living God? God. And David had a reason for being there. And I'm going to tell you something. It's it's time right now to come aside. Be still. Get a strategy. But it's got to be formed by the Spirit of God. It ain't just something you're going to come up with. This ain't time to move in emotional duress. And that's what people are doing. People are moving in emotional duress. They're moving out of fear. They're moving in anxiety. But this is different. This time be led by the Spirit of God. This time to do like Elijah done. You know, Elijah withstood 450 I'm sorry, 850 prophets on Mount Carmel. Everybody ta- talks about Elijah facing down 400. Dog. he said he faced down 400 that he at Jezebel's table, I believe it was, and and 450, here it is right here. Let me see what it says in uh 1 Kings 18 and verse 19. Now therefore, send together to me Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal 450 and the prophets of the groves 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. So, Elijah didn't let things move him. 850 men he stood against that were supposed to be ministers. And had Israel deceived with witchcraft and seducing spirits that they would turned to idolatry. I'm going to tell you it's about that way today. It's about that way you got all these people bound with religion. And they in nothing but form. They in nothing but bondage of religion. They're just going through a form. There's no movement of the Spirit of God. There's no power of deliverance in people's lives anymore. It's a shame to know people that one time walked with God, had a prayer life, and sought God, that they're now just going through a form. I mean, it's almost heart-sickening. But Elijah withstood him. He didn't care how many of them there were. He withstood them, and he stood firm on what God had told him. Because uh I-, I think the Word of God says uh, in 1 Kings 18 is where I'm going. In uh, verse 1, and I'm going to read verse 2, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was a sore famine in Samaria. So Elijah didn't care. When he was going to find Ahab, he'd come across Obadiah, which was Ahab's servant. And uh, he just looked at Obadiah, and he said, go, go tell Ahab Elijah's here. Go tell him Elijah's here. He said, I ain't going to do that. He said, you trying to get me killed? He said, there ain't a mountain, there ain't a cave, there ain't nowhere on the face of the earth. He said that the king hadn't searched for you. And he says, like it's every time he get close to him, Spirit of God will pick you up and put you somewhere else." He said, "Now you want me to go tell him Elijah's here?" And he said, and "I'll go tell him." And he said, "Then the Spirit of God will pick you up, and snatch you out somewhere, and I'll be there to catch the wrath of Ahab. But Elijah said, "I'll no, go tell him. I'm gonna face him. I'm gonna face him down. It's time to face down confusion. It's time to face down discord." It's time to face down all these ministers in competition with one another. It's time to face down all these churches and uh, denominations and doctrines fighting each other. Our nation is being weighed in the balances and somebody needs to stand still and come together by the word of the Lord and speak what's thus said the Lord and bring people together. You hear me or don't hear me. I'm telling you what the mind of God is. I'm telling you what people need to do. Whether you need to do it, it's up to you or not. I told you back on March the 22nd what God told us to do. There's some done it, a lot didn't, a lot mocked it and made fun of it. Now look at the mess we're in. Now look at the door you've opened for the devil to get in. And I'm going to tell you, you don't know, hearten to God's word. He's going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And you're going to keep letting the devil in until you're going to find out it's time to hear what thus saith the Lord. So you go ahead and you do whatever you feel God, like you need to do. But I, I'm telling you that God is trying to get people's attention. So uh from First Kings 18, and I'm going to uh verse, I believe it's 49, uh First Kings 18, I'm going to verse 14. And I'm going to start reading from there. And now thou sayest, Go tell thy Lord, Behold, Elijah is here, and he shall slay me. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab, and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And it came to pass, when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Are thou he that troubleth Israel? And Elijah is the one, and he answered. I have not troubled Israel but thou and thy father's house and that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and thou hast fallen Baal. And that's exactly what happened. The church has got off track. She's went into entertainment. She's um, bowed to the will of the people let's sinned in the church and in the pulpit and it's caused God's hand to pull back and now I don't care how many different ministers are out there you can have 850 prophets of Baal for all I care I'm standing on the word of the Lord I'm standing on God's people getting into prayer and seeking the face of God as a corporate body and crying out for God to put the spirit down the spirit don't get put down it's going to tear our nation apart it's going to keep our nation in confusion it's going to keep the economy from covered. It's going to pe- keep people from going back to work. It's going to keep our cities tore up. And it ain't nothing but the enemy. Now that pandemic, God said it. This, the enemy's got in because people have not hearkened to the word of the Lord and it's time to come together in corporate prayer. It's time to come together as a body seek the face of God and stand on what God has said. Stand on what He said. you hear me? Stand on what God said. Don't worry about what people are saying. Don't worry about uh, all this that uh, people are telling you what to do. I'm telling you what the Word of the Lord says. Because I don't move out of anxiety. I don't move out of fear. I don't move out of emotion. Uh, and I don't let emotion govern my walk with God. Some of you, every time you go to church, you don't have emotion and drama. Uh, you don't know what to do with yourself. Let me tell you something. Emotion and drama is not the Spirit and the anointing of God. It's not, and it never will be, and it never will bring deliverance. People need deliverance. People need deliverance by the Word of the Lord, and deliverance ain't coming through emotion and drama. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? It's not coming through emotion and drama. It's got to come through people seeking the face of God, getting down to business in prayer, and focus. Focus. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Focus on what God wants to do in the body and how He wants us to seek Him. So, uh, I'm going to the last page of the notes and I'll be sending these out by email. Those of you that uh, have our email address, I'll be sending these out sometime later today. And uh, I'm going to get into this last part and my last scripture will be James 5 uh, and 16-18 through 18. but I'm going to iterate it again. Focus. Prayer has to have a focus or a targeted objective. So many people, they just go to prayer and they just pray all over the place. There's people, they'll go to church and they'll pray about all their personal problems. Instead of when they come to church, they need to be praying for the body of Christ to come together. They need to be praying for the mind and will of the Lord to be done. They need to be praying for God to bring them together in unity, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. You don't need to be airing your dirty laundry in church. That's when the Lord said you need to pray in private. You need to go in close your door. That's your private prayers. But when you want God to move in the church and we need God to move in our nation and the body needs to come together in one mind and one accord, then there needs to be a corporate prayer and it needs to be what Elijah done and it needs to be targeting the situation and get the job done. There's some of you, you got things in your life. you got obstacles you're up against. You've never focused in prayer. You've never targeted them in prayer. You've never targeted that unsaved husband. You've never targeted that uh, unsaved wife or, that, or those rebellious children. You've never targeted the spirits that are in your home and ask God for wisdom on how to target them, how to pray about them, how to fix them, how to get the job done. So, if we're going to get this done, then we're going to, we're going to learn to get in battle. We're going to learn to get a battle plan. You know when they when they have a battle and an army comes together to fight, everybody don't just rush out there and fight. There's somebody who orders the battle. Read your Bible. Uh, there's many times they go to battle and and the leaders are praying, Lord, who orders the battle? Tribe of Benjamin, tribe of Judah, because they all had different functions. You, you got infantry, you got cavalry, you got artillery you got all kind of different divisions and platoons and they all just don't go into battle at one time because they all have different instructions and a general that knows how to lead or a minister that's got leadership. uh, He might have one group praying about this and another group praying about that, but they're targeting the same thing. So we need leadership. That's one of the biggest things that's lacking right now is leadership on how to lead people in prayer and lead them into battle and lead them in how to seek God with an objective to get the job done. So, uh when Elijah went to prayer, he focused on one thing. He focused on one thing. And I'm going to read it to you in, in James uh, five. And I'm going to start with verse sixteen. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Well, I'm going to tell you, the, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man will avail much more if it's led by the Spirit of God and targeted and there's a focus behind it and you're being moved by the Spirit of God. Well, no brother, matter of the Bible says, if any two shall agree is touching any one thing, then, well, you need wisdom. You need wisdom. You don't just go around throwing prayer out here and throwing prayer out there and asking God to do this and asking God to do that. That's the reason you wait. That's when you come aside, you be still, you wait, yes, for leadership. You should have ministers leading you in prayer, teaching you how to pray, teaching you how to get a battle plan, teaching you how to get a focus. And if your minister says, God's given me the order of the battle, then pay attention to him and work with him and follow what he's doing by the word of the Lord. So, uh, in verse 17 of James 5, Elias or Elijah was a man subject to like passion as we are. That means he's just like us. Had the same feelings, same passions, same desires. He was human just like us. See, we leave these men of God the Bible and we think they're so different. We think, no, they're not different. They're just like us. And we can do the same things they can do if we'll learn to focus in prayer like they did. Ain't one of you can't do what Elijah done if you're called into that office and you focus in prayer. But learning to focus in prayer and target your objective and target the enemy that's fighting you will go a long way to your victory and your walk in relationship with God. Uh, and look what it says here: it was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly. He prayed earnestly for one thing, that it might not rain. That's what he was praying for when God spoke to him. He said, go tell Ahab. Except according to your word, it ain't going to rain. It ain't going to do. Ain't nothing going to happen unless you say it can. You go to 1 Kings 17 and read it. He went, he went and found Ahab. Nobody knows who Elijah the Tishbite was. He just showed up. Try to run efforts on Tishbite and see where it goes. There ain't no, there ain't no genealogy for him. I tried. Just said Elijah the Tishbite showed up. I looked up the word Tishbite. There ain't nothing about Tishbite in the Bible except Elijah. They ain't know where he come from. They ain't know where he went. Except up to heaven. And I don't know there's any other listing of a Tishbite in the Bible about a lineage or a genealogy. Uh, and there wasn't one before him. And evidently there ain't one after him. But he just showed up. Because he's God's ordained man. He just showed up on the scene. And the Lord told him. He said go tell Ahab that witchcraft voodoo working wife of his. That idolatry I think she was a daughter of Pharaoh. Go tell that idol worshiper that there ain't going to be no rain or dew unless I say so. So Elijah went and told him. not I don't know if Elijah prayed before he went or after he went, but somewhere Elijah prayed earnestly that it might not rain. He focused. He had objective. He put all his energy into praying earnestly, fervently, intently. It's what God told us back in Uh, March 22nd to going 30 days of intense prayer. Fervent prayer. Focused prayer. So Elijah prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not by the space of three years and six months. But then after it was all over with God told him to go pray again and he prayed for the heavens to be opened and God sent rain to the earth. So you can move God. We need to move God through prayer. Because Elijah prayed earnestly and prayed for one thing. One thing. He targeted that it might not rain. No dew, no rain. It's exactly what God told him. And God just reached down there and turned the flaccid off. Turn it off, children. I'm going to go over to uh, 1 Kings 17. Show you what I'm talking about. 1 Kings 17 and 1, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was it, the inhabitants of Gilead, or Gilead, and said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years. He didn't say days. He said years. He said these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, That's what the word of the Lord came unto him. Saying, there ain't going to be no rain except I say so. Y'all hear me? You fix to see men like this again in the earth. You fix to see men like Moses. The spirit of prophecy that was on these men. I saw it in 2017. I saw visions of it. These men fix a stand up in the earth, and they're going to have power to shut up the heavens, that they're beating over rain. They're going to have power that they can smite the earth with plagues as often as we all seen seen the spirit of prophecy, and I've seen the spirit of Moses, spirit of Elijah. That's what I saw in March 2017. I saw these two anointings step into the earth, and we're at that time. I got in prayer this morning. Man, it's been a long time since I... Walked the floor and my soul screamed out at it, God to do something. But that spirit got in me this morning. And I'm telling God, I'm I'm tired. I've been I've been on the back side of the desert for five years, going on six years now. I've been stuck out there by the brook Kedron. I ain't gone nowhere hardly or done nothing, and I'm ready to see the word of the Lord move. But I told God, I said I'm not going to try to do anything unless you tell me. I mean, I got more sense than that. But I'm ready to see God do something. I'm ready to see a visitation. Y'all want a day of Pentecost? That's good. But my God, expect something more out of it than get just a good shout and a good talk in tongues. Expect deliverance to come to the church. Expect the fivefold ministry to be restored. Expect those 120, like was in that upper room, for the gifts of the anointings of God. That wasn't the lay body of the church. That was your ministry. That was the government of the church. The lay body of the church didn't come until later that day when Peter stood up and preached and 3,000 got saved and was added to the church. That 120 was those anointed with gifts, offices. Uh, You read about it in 1 Corinthians 12 and 28. It says, For God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, gifts of healing, helps governments and diversities of tongues. God said all this in the church on the day of Pentecost, that's what that Spirit came in for. And all we get taught is it taught them, to, uh, it was teach, uh, teaching to, for them to speak in tongues. And I've had people say, well, I spoke in tongues and I got the Holy Ghost. I said, you didn't speak in the tongues they got on the day of Pentecost. I said, because it was natural languages. That's exactly what the word we'll to study your Bible. Religion has got things messed up. Doctrine has got things messed up. But now God is restoring the church, bringing it back to its original foundation, and it ain't just uh, going to be a bunch of people talking in tongues. It's going to be people full of authority, full of faith, full of dominion, gifted and anointed by the Holy Ghost, and men like Peter and Paul, men like Moses and Elijah, holy evangelists like Philip, that went down Samaria and rocked Samaria to the whole city turned out, unclean spirits came out of people crying with loud voices. Many signs, wonders, and miracles were wrought, and the demons of witchcraft like was in Simon were put down. And it's time for a move of God. So you hear me when I tell you that it's time to pray earnestly. It's time to gather together, whether just you and your family do it, whether you do it by yourself, get a time. Get on the phone, gather some people together, get a time to seek God. If you can't come together in a church, a few of you come together in a home. If you can't do that, just two or three of you come together. But come together in a time of prayer and let's cry out for God to put His Spirit down in our nation. Because this ain't nothing but a demon. This ain't nothing but a force of hell that stood up It's found an open door through what people didn't do through their disobedience. The very reason God put us in this pandemic to start with was to bring the body of Christ together and have people pray to come together in unity, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen, and the devils got in. So now it's time to stop and be still and seek the face of the Lord. But you know, just two or three weeks ago, uh, I know I said it in one of our Bible studies. I don't know if I said it in a church in L&J told people, but the Lord told me. He said... After we come out of our meeting in April in Fort Payne, you know, we'd finish that 30 days of fasting somewhere the first week of May or so. And the Lord spoke to me and she said, it's not over yet, something else is fixing to happen. That's what the Lord told me, he said, something else is fixing to happen. So I don't know if this is it, but I feel like what's going on right now in our our country is what God was talking about. Where he said, something else is going to happen. We've let the devil in, children, and it's time to put him down, it's time to... It's time to go up against Goliath with leadership and wisdom and understanding. It's time to take him down and cut his head off and stop this that's trying to tear our nation apart. God brought us together. He brought us together a unity. And now the devil's trying to tear people back apart. And I pray the word of the Lord has got in your spirit. I pray this thing gets a hold of you. And you're going to let it stir you to pray. In. The majority of you know my life, you know my ministry, you know the word of the Lord in me. And you know that this is right, you know that this is real. And I thought there for a little bit the spirit of prophecy might come on me, but that's not the way God had it. So I've delivered the word of the Lord to you. And a lot of you know about our trip to Africa in October. You know my life, you know the miracles, you know the deliverance. There's many of you watching this that miracles has changed your life. Deliverance that God has placed in my life has, has brought deliverance in your life. You need to back this ministry. There's a lot of you not going to church anywhere. You're not honoring God and you're giving. So my suggestion to you is find a ministry that's right. Find a ministry that's real and start supporting If You, you need a home church. If you don't have a home church, then you find a ministry to support with your giving, because you need to be giving to God. The reason I'm where I am today is because I always honored God in my giving. Back when I come to the Lord, I hitchhiked to preach. There's times I didn't have places to stay, didn't have anywhere to live, didn't have money in my pocket, but God always provided. But, God's blessed me now. God's blessed me now, and if you look right down there in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen, As I bring this service to a close, then you look right down there in the bottom corner of your screen. You'll see a QR code. It's a cash out. Uh, You can go on there, send us a donation. You can look across the bottom of your screen. You can see our website address. You can go there. There's a way to contribute there. Or there's our mailing address, War Revivals, P.O. Box, 1618 Conyers, Georgia, 30012. Everything you send in World Revivals is a donation that you can uh, write off on your taxes. We are a 501c3, have been one since 1984. This ain't something I just started. This ain't something just jumped up and come uh, the last few months. This word has been positive. It's been steady. It's been consistent ever since 1984. 36 years this word's been consistent it's been constant, it's been right and I ain't changed it it's the, only, the only thing it's done is gotten deeper you can go back and listen to uh, services from the 80's and 90's and I'm, I'm on the same track I'm on right now it just gets deeper so pray for us make up your mind, you're going to go to prayer for this nation make up your mind, you're going to listen to leadership and find the right voice to follow this is Brother Metter I felt led to bring this word to you I pray that you're following our uh, videos here on YouTube and Facebook of a morning, that you're following our podcast uh, on Spotify and Google Play and iTunes and letting people know about them. They're just a few minutes long to get you started of a morning. We pray your strength in the Lord. We pray this Word helps you. And I thank you for listening. And please keep us in your prayers and keep our nation in your prayers. May God bless you.